0: We're clear for takeoff. Hello again and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Kings of the Heart Podcast. My name is Tariq Omari Walton. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist here joined with the one, the only, Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, my man. man. Tell him about it, man. Another licensed therapist right here. Another brother working in the field
1: trying to help people save lives out here. (laughs) Of course, of course, man. So good to see you, man. So good to see you, my man. Yes. Yes, man, always glad to be in collaboration and presence with you. And like we always like to say, we're solely completely here for the people, man, working on how to uh, help people promote uh, healthy relationships, but also like today's topic, take care of themselves because healthy relationships come with taking care of ourselves and That's self-care right. is a big topic going on today That's man. Right. so really excited brother
0: oh yeah i mean one of the things that we like to do here at kings of the heart is as we break down different topics and different subject matter we want to make sure that we're giving you useful tools to leave here with so that you're actually able to implement them in your everyday life we're not just here to beat we no actually we don't even beat people down we're not trying to beat no. anybody down we're not trying no. to you know judge anybody critique anybody We just want to help you understand what you may be experiencing from a different perspective and make sure that you find a way to work on them and not just walk around thinking about them, you know? So that's a king of the heart mission. And like Dr. John said, one of those things where we want to help you out is talk to you about self-care and the importance of self-care within the relationship, not just on your own, but within the relationship. So Dr. John, let's let's, 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 just go. Let's just go. First, it's going to be essential for us to define what self-care is. For some people may not know, even though it's in the title, it's in the word. Yeah. But some people don't really fully understand what it means to have self-care for a, m- a number of different reasons. Yeah. So can you please help our listeners out by first defining self-care?
1: Yeah, I, I, I usually tell clients that um, self-care is the process of establishing um pattern of behaviors that are focused on your well-being um the goal is to promote health uh the goal is to manage um potential illnesses or current illnesses that we have right um the goal is to think you know in the true essence of self-care the goal is to treat to to think very holistically Right. <laughs> we need to be able to think in a holistic manner mm-hmm. and um, the best versions of ourselves technically come through holistic measures. So right. that's the true essence of self-care. Right. Um, I don't know um, how you would define it or anything you would add, but that's usually the definition of how what I give to my clients right. around what self-care is. Yeah.
0: The only thing I would add is that when you think about self-care is that that doesn't mean that you're neglecting other people. That doesn't mean that you have to ignore your mate or ignore your kids or ignore your family. All we're saying is you need to also include yourself in who you're taking care of. You know, you, if you're not able to function at your optimal or even at your 50% point, because you're drained, because you have been going nonstop, working and doing things for other people, taking care of other people, you're not going to be able to do that for very long. You're not going to be able to care for other people for very long. If you're not taking care of yourself. So an essential part of the equation of taking care of others is taking care of yourself. So yep. you have to make sure that you're including that. You have to have a plan for that. One of the reasons why you have to have a plan is because many of us fall into the trap of just doing. We recognize, yeah. we, we hold ourselves accountable for our responsibilities. We recognize how other people need us and what they need from us. And so we're there and we do it without mm-hmm. question. We do it without thought. We're, we're just there for them and we can get lost in that. That's a good point. Yep. Um, yep. You talk to parents all the time who are there doing everything for their kids, taking their, taking them everywhere they need to be, making sure that they have everything that they need. Yep. In the same time, you look at them and they're a complete mess because they're <laughs> yeah. not because they're not taking yeah. care of themselves. They keep forgetting about themselves. Well, my kids need this. My kids need that. Yeah, but what do you need? Yeah. What do you need? So. Yeah so yeah. that you know to me is what self-care is you know yep. not neglecting yep. others but making sure you
1: turn that focus back around on you yep absolutely right? absolutely and so when you and, go ahead no, no and 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 i like what you were um brought up because i'll just uh uplift that idea um balance Like, I love what you're saying. It's not about neglecting, but true self-care also is about finding that balance because balance provides harmony. So to Brother Reek's point, you don't have to. It's not all um, right. It's not black and white thinking. It's not to engage in self-care means to neglect others, but at the same time to respond and attend to everyone. Um, also does not mean that you neglect yourself either. So right. I also want to uplift the idea of balance. And that's what yeah. we are all thinking, striving towards every day. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, that's what holistic and a holistic approach to exactly. life is all about. It's about exactly. balance. It's making sure that you're tapping into each one of those elements, you know, yeah. and that it doesn't have to look exactly the same. It doesn't have to be an equal amount of time or equal amount of effort. When you talk about balance, we're talking about making sure that everything is getting what they need Yep. Even if one thing does take more time. So, of course, yep. look at your children, care of your children, care of your spouse, care of your parents mm-hmm. may take a lot more time and not leave a lot of time for you to take care of yourself. The idea is that you're still finding time in there to take care of yourself. Absolutely. So even if it's six to one, there's, yep. a, there's a sense of balance in that yep. six to one because of how important it is for you to take care of yourself within that equation. Yeah,
1: you know? great, so, great
0: point. So when you... Consider, you know, we're talking about what self care is. Yeah. But what tends to happen, you know, even before we get into ways to develop better self care, what's the danger of not engaging in adequate self care within your relationship? What's the danger? Or what are the uh, dangers? <laughs>
1: Well, yeah. I mean, so so what comes to mind, there are some individual and then some systemic impacts. So individually, my mind goes straight to if you're not engaging in self-care, there tends to be an increase uh, physical health issues, yeah. men- Mental health issues, emotional, right? Yeah. Um, emotional, even spiritual. Yeah, okay, it, it gets so, that true, deep. True, like true. spiritual, people start having these existential crises and cracks, and, and you know which is your foundation of who you are and mm-hmm. how you relate to not just your partner but to the world and, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Right? That that creates an unbalancing effect. But but systemically around a relationship, one of the things I'm always preaching about. Um, in terms of when both partners or one partner is not engaging in self-care your ability to listen your ability to cope your ability to communicate your ability to stay resilient during hard times your ability to um be emotionally available and speak on it and and, speak on it brother and also be responsive to 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 your needs i also think Lack of or poor self-care really reduces your awareness, right? We need our awareness Mm -hmm. in our relationships, Mm -hmm. and so you're not picking up on cues sharply. So, I mean, I'm just rattling things off, but, like, all the things that I listed, and you would agree, brother, are all things that promotes a healthy relationship. So self-care is is tied to healthy relationships. People need to understand that so much gets compromised within the relationship Mm -hmm. um, when we don't engage in it. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is the thing that comes to mind most heavily when I think about the consequences, the ultimate consequences of not engaging in self-care within your relationship. Resentment. Hmm.
1: You can become
0: extremely resentful because you're so focused on other people. Your needs are being neglected, maybe by your mate, um, but definitely by your, your own hand. And so here you are doing all of this work, to make sure that everyone else is taken care of, and you begin to feel everything that Dr. John just said. You begin to feel that. You begin to experience that, the lack of resilience, the the lack of, of coping, all those things that Dr. John just mentioned. You begin to feel that. And as a result, you become resentful towards the people that you're caring for. You know, and it's, it's hard to admit that. Parents have a hard time that time that there are moments where they do become resentful to how much work they have to give towards their kids or how much um, yeah. attention their kids have to have so it's hard to, to to admit that but the fact of the matter is you can become resentful you yeah. know as you begin to burn out because yeah. you haven't engaged in the self-care necessary to replenish yourself you become deeply angry hurt um neglected, all these negative feelings that ultimately build into a, a sense of resentment for your situation, for your your mates, your your kids, whoever, Absolutely. whoever you're focusing on, you know, and that's not where you want things to go. If you've gotten that far, yo, it's already too late. It's never too late to actually <laughs> yeah. do the work, but uh-huh. you've already kind of crossed the line that's going to be really hard to get back from you know, I because agree. brand new narratives begin to develop when that resentment takes hold. So you want to make sure you're not getting to that level. Now that's the, that's the extreme side. There's a lot Absolutely. of gray area in between resentment and you know healthy coping mechanisms. But the fact of the matter is that's where you can you can you can end up. You know, yeah. Um, the other thing yeah. I think about is that as a consequence, um, Doctor John kind of already kind of already touched on it. You know, we like to talk about the eight dimensions of wellness and the need to find balance in all eight dimensions so that you have a, a completely holistically um, healthy life. And each one of those dimensions end up taking a hit. You know, um, like Dr. John said, you know, emotional, mental, uh, physical, spiritual. But think about it like this too. If you're not taking care of yourself, what does your environment begin to look like? You know, you're running around taking care of everybody else, but when you come home, what does your house look like? When you're so busy being engaged in the lives of other people, how does that how does that impact you occupationally, and thus financially? Good point. You no, know, that's a good point. Yep. All areas of your your eight dimensions of wellness will be negatively impacted when you're not focusing on yourself because it's your wellness. It's not someone else's wellness. They may con- um, contribute to how things go. They may benefit to how things go. But overall, your eight dimensions of wellness are about you, and it's all about your self care. So if you're neglecting yourself, all eight dimensions are going to be impacted negatively, you know. So, again, in order to find that balance, eight dimensions of wellness by itself need their own balance so that you're actually engaging in all those eight dimensions. But when it comes to that balance between what you're giving to other people and what you're taking for your time that you're taking for yourself, it's important to think about what happens or observe what happens when you're not actually doing it, when you're not actually taking the time for yourself. So that's what comes to mind for me yeah
1: no, i think I, I think it's i think it's important and i also think that folks folks also have to understand um what are what are the barriers to it because sometimes believe it or not when you were talking i was saying i was thinking to myself well i do have clients i do have folks who they do give a lot to those in their lives whether it's kids spouse you know whoever mm-hmm. um and they're not giving to themselves and some certain situations is because people are in situations where they have those who are very demanding around them and so that right. is pulling them to do it right. but then there are also people who are i don't know raised or have certain philosophies that get them in trouble right mm-hmm. so you have folks who just truly believe like if i keep giving like i'll get in return right and that becomes an issue around self-care because to your point though extreme you're not wrong when you brought up resentment because Mm. it's like okay you can be resentful that everyone's taking from you but sometimes we also have to understand that we are the mechanism driving whether or not the self-care is happening and how to your point in terms of the eight dimensions of wellness it's like what what are you giving into those eight dimensions like there has to be a self-examination for self-care to be revamped in someone's life yeah. it's it's not it's not as easy as oh i need to go take a walk no i think i I'm, I'm bringing this up because i think we all even myself included we all need to slow down with this go 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 mentality mm-hmm. and really think about like hey how am i nurturing my soul hey how am i feeling replenished Mm -hmm. am i engaging in anything that is destructive like there's actually some great self-care questions to that people actually need to be honest about because it's the honesty that allows you to then re-examine how you're going about it. And I'm only bringing it up because I think it's easy for us to be like, well, I can't get self-care because of my kids or because of my job. Well, you do have agency as well. There's a level of accountability and responsibility here. And sometimes, sometimes the beginning parts of exploring self-care is sitting down with yourself mm-hmm. and having these tough conversations, not just about how are probably other people blocking you or hindering you, but what are ways that you yourself for doing it. Exactly. Because let's be honest, and I think all of our listeners would agree, sometimes we can be our biggest obstacle and our biggest critic. Yeah. So this is a great way to really reflect around self-care. I don't think it's easy to just wake up and be like, I'm going to just start doing this, which is why I appreciate you highlighting after I mentioned the holistic part that, yeah, there's eight dimensions of wellness. Like let's start tapping into how have you been doing? And if you haven't been doing well in certain areas, does it make you a bad person doesn't make you this this and that and also and i know brother reek will probably bring this up as well doesn't make you selfish right right doesn't make you so even for those Understand? and i say that as a father of twins like it does not make (laughs) you it does not make you selfish to be thinking just thinking about self-care let alone doing it so i just want to like uplift that because i think it's critical for people to always be grounded around that that this is a process and sometimes processes sometimes start with conversations with ourselves Mm -hmm. first yeah and then we lean into our partners and say hey this is what i've been thinking and exploring here's how i can probably here's how i need your support or as we always say like what are some things that we can do together right. you know um, um but still maintain this level of accountability identity individual also individuality right right so your self-care doesn't always have to be with your partner i tell that to my clients all the time no you need to have space for yourself Just you for need yourself. to be comfortable doing that and also promote that for your partner as well Mm -hmm. and not feel guilty about it thank you and don't guilt trip them don't no no reactivity because we can't shame people for taking care of themselves that's counter that's counterintuitive Mm -hmm. to what self-care is we should be promoting it and encouraging it yeah even if it has to even if it does not include us it is okay right
0: Right. I mean, you see people get really sensitive and bent out of shape because their their partner wants to take some time for themselves. Like, well, you know, is there a problem with me? It's not about you in this moment. There's not a (laughs) problem. It's not not about you. They need their own space and their own time. You can have your, you know, and I think that happens. Well, it can happen in different ways. Uh, I was going to say that when people aren't getting the quality time that they desire, that their partner decides to take time for themselves, um, that's when they start kind of coming at them about, they'll, they'll start trying to guilt trip them about the time they're taking for themselves because they're not getting the time that they need.
1: Great um, point. So, I see that happening a lot. That's yeah, absolutely So right.
0: I have to talk to my clients about that. I'm like, look, it, you know, yeah, you definitely need your time too, but are you actually giving your mate the time that they're supposed to have to kind of balance that out? Again, we're talking about that balance. Right. Um. But I, I want to go back to something else that you were talking about. Barriers. You know, what are yeah. the barriers to self-care? Because when you said that, the first thing that I thought about in terms of barriers is the barriers we place on ourselves, yeah. one in particular, we have people who don't want to focus on their own issues, who don't want to focus on themselves. They feel, because of a, a sense of insecurity they may be feeling, they they find value um, or find that they're valued in the work that they do for other people. And so uh-huh. they spend as much time as possible doing things for other people because they, whatever feedback they're getting from that, whatever validation they get from that, they find value in themselves through those actions. And so they don't take the time to do things for themselves because they don't get that same sense of validation from it, you know, or they don't know how to validate themselves. And so because of that lack of value, that lack of self-worth that they're feeling or they're experiencing, they invest as much time into other people instead of focusing on themselves. That's a major barrier to self-care. Recognizing the need that recognizing the need for self-care versus how you find value through the work that you do for other people
1: yeah that's a good point I yeah. can't argue with that and I think that's one of the premier uh barriers yeah it's, it starts within oneself and, yeah. and 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 people have to start exploring well why is it hard to focus on yourself right have mm-hmm. you ever asked that have mm-hmm. you ever explored that mm-hmm. um is and, and also what what thoughts and feelings are tied to that is it anxiety is it you know like what messages or voices are you hearing in yourself where you're constantly redirecting that energy right everyone else because what's going to happen is when you get burnt out this is goes back to my earlier point you are and i say this directly to my clients you are in no position to then get mad at other people
0: yeah yeah you're not right right you're not because you haven't set that that boundary we'll get into that too right you know or haven't taken that step and so even when you think about those barriers when you think about the people who um struggle to find that sense of self-worth for themselves. I think that's the main thing. First, you have to value self-care. You yeah. know, we, we talked about the eight dimensions and you know how important that is, but a lot of people aren't familiar with that concept. A lot of people don't really value that concept. Um, and so the first thing is you have to value self-care. You have to value doing for yourself, recognizing how important. And that's what we're talking about here, why it's so important for you to do it. Because a lot of people don't, don't really acknowledge the importance of self-care. And so that's another barrier. Even just the acknowledging of it, the the uh, recognizing the importance of it. That's what yeah. that's that's what keeps coming to my mind. Yo, if you don't recognize it, then you're not gonna do it. So here we go. We're telling you about it.
1: Great point. Yeah, no. I mean awareness is usually the first step. Yeah. To any solving any kind of problem. Exactly. Any kind of exactly. even even ones even ones involving something as critical as self care. So mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that hundred percent.
0: Right. And then know. then comes the value. You have to value it.
1: You have, you have to. to value it. And you have to value because once you value it, then you prioritize it. Then mm-hmm. it becomes part of right. That's how people are able to make it part of a lifestyle, a mm-hmm. routine, right? Yep. Because it's it's you value it. Um and people really do have to slow down and make time for it. 100%. You know, there's, there's effort, right? Mm-hmm. You you could value something and still not put in effort. Right, right.
0: And like John said, you have to make time for it. You can't wait. You You can't wait for a time to find time for it. No, you have to. This is a very intentional matter. You have to make time for yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and and again, I think a lot of it, I think we all have a lot of internal conversations. And that's usually where a lot of the hiccups start. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's why I also mentioned too now. Do some of us have folks in our lives who are very demanding? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And those people don't make it easy for us to engage in self-care. So that's the other that's yeah. another barrier as well. Is when yeah. you have high demanding folks. And when I say high demanding, I'm not trying to be insensitive because I understand some people may need us based on certain needs and situations, but we should also, dare I say, uh, a form of self-care, dare I say, as a uh, relationship Dare you, you say. Yeah, Dare I say, a form of self-care is also evaluating the relationships that we hold in our lives as well. Oh, for so, for so, right? for so, yeah. Right? That's a yeah. form of self-care, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that includes family, I mean, I gotta be honest, that includes family, like mm-hmm. not, you know, there's friends, there's coworkers, I mean, people have to understand that, there's a level of agency that you have here. And mm-hmm. and not relationships are never black and white. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brother Reek's earlier point, that's the beautiful thing. And I and and we've said this whenever we've given talks, you know, is that one of the best examples of self-care is setting boundaries. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It is one of yeah. the best. Best, best primary, (laughs) primary, you can, you can, you can say yoga. You can say, I always start with set boundaries, Boundaries. the best place to start with self-care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The other thing, and and this touched on something you were saying before too. another barrier to self-care is that guilt, right? Is the guilt that, you know, if I'm taking care of myself, then that means I'm not doing something for somebody else. And again, it's a matter of finding that balance. But people struggle with the guilt of focusing on themselves. They struggle with the idea that they have to take attention away from other people. Because, again, whether they, they um, look at it as that's where they get their sense of value from and self-worth from, um, self-esteem from, or that they just recognize how much time and energy and effort it takes to take care of other people, that they feel guilty if they yeah. take that time to focus on themselves. And, and we'll get into actually how to overcome that guilt a little bit later on, but it's important to recognize that the guilt that you feel is also a barrier. It's also a barrier. Yep, I definitely, I definitely
1: agree with that. Mm -hmm. And, and, and again, like that's something we all have to work on, which is why I was mentioning like those, those inner voices, there's these internal conversations. Guilt tends to be, you know, one of the main ones that arise for us, you know, um, and guilt blocks us from even being present when we are actually engaging in our self-care activities as well. Yeah, you know, some people are not. I've had clients say, "I'm not as present as I want to be because right. I feel bad," and that's unfortunate. And we talk about how to manage that better. So, no, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. By naming the guilt, I think a lot of a lot of listeners would have felt validated just by you mentioning that bro Mm because guilt is tricky yeah yeah (laughs) we're human like you know we feel guilty about almost anything and everything
0: and guilt is one of those emotions that we struggle and we've talked about this many times on this podcast people struggle with guilt because once you feel guilty you recognize that you can't go back and change whatever you're feeling guilty about and it's one of those pervasive feelings that that can you know really just hold on to for a very long time and um, people avoid it. I mean, when you find somebody getting super defensive in, a, in an argument, it's because they don't want to take the responsibility for what happened because they don't want to feel guilty about it. Absolutely. You know? So guilt is one of the things that's that's like just so hard on somebody emotionally that they um, try to avoid it. And so, of course, if you're if you believe that taking time away from doing things for other people um, is going to make you feel guilty, well, you're gonna continue doing what you've been doing because you don't want to deal with that guilt so it makes sense why that would be a major barrier you know another one um i was thinking about the motivation just the motivation it it, sometimes it can be so easy to just do what you know how to do so taking care of others may be just what you're used to doing and you're not as motivated to take care of yourself because it's a different kind of energy it's a different kind of focus but yeah. you know, you have to tap into something. You have to tap into something for that to happen, right? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so that's a good one. That's you know, so, one. so people struggle with that 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 motivation, motivation. sometimes. Yep. Yeah, no yep. yeah, That's a good one.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean that that comes up as well, and you know, motivation is also, you know, tied to people's availability, you know, emotionally, and you know, some people are like, I'm too tired to do yeah. my self care yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, and when that happens, we start to take shortcuts or not even do it and then um and then now we're in trouble so motivation is a good one because 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 when you say that i i i the question that comes to my mind is like okay how can we stay stimulated by that motivation to consistently engage in the self-care right right. you know that's what came up for me when you brought it up and and could it be
0: that you you know that you're exhausted too exhausted to engage your own self-care because you aren't engaging in self-care. Is yeah. that a possibility? You know, yeah. the idea is that when you do um engage in self-care, that you will feel a little bit more rejuvenated. You'll feel more energetic. And so yeah. whether it's doing tasks for other people or even you know maintain that sense of consistency for yourself with your self-care, the energy comes from the self-care. Absolutely. So so if you sit up here and Absolutely. tell me that, you know, well I'm too tired yep. to do this for me myself. Well, maybe you won't be so tired if you actually just get up and do it for yourself. How about that? Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Great point. Yeah.
0: That's a really great point. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, and so, you know, so we, we have the barriers, and there's and there's a few there, but what are some you know that these are self imposed barriers for the most part, right? Right. Are there barriers that other people put on you for your self care? Are the things that people like either structure within your family or you know, whatever it is that other people may, um, create barriers for for you to get to your self-care.
1: Yeah. I have some clients who are in some, uh, high driven Mm -hmm. industries. And so the Mm -hmm. job definitely messes people up. True. I, I had one of my, one of my clients, I mean, he's come a long way. Um, I mean, he, he, he almost lost it. Like, Really. You know, and yeah, he almost lost it like on his boss and everything. I mean, because they were oh, burning yeah, people yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, were sure. burning people out. Yeah. And and you know, you know, the jobs are very demanding. Like there's no job that's that's demanding. I don't care what you do. Even ours. And so yeah. So at the end of the day, like there I think the job is is, is 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 really up there. I don't right. it may be one A, one B. You know, in addition to family, I find family to be very high demanding, uh, job and task. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think, and I think that's twins. where, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and that's, and that's where a lot of the guilt comes from, but, um, job is definitely up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just talking to, talking to some of my clients over the years, you know people have worked so hard to kind of get to where they are and then um to maintain either their lifestyle or to main or to continue on their ambition drive they're overextending themselves they're paying less attention to themselves yep uh they're ignoring themselves they're also engaging they're playing into this high driven capitalistic mindset of go 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 and before you know it then what you brought up is happens. I'm so tired I don't have time to do the things that replenish my soul. And so the job is to me, I think it's one of the top ones, yeah. if not the top one, yeah. that's happening in our lives currently.
0: Yeah, it's funny. As we're talking about this, I keep going back to eight dimensions. And occupational dimension is one of the major um, yeah. eight dimensions of wellness. And if you do take too much time um, for your occupation, yeah, you may benefit financially from it, and you may even move up within the ranks of your organization. But again, we're talking about a lack of balance. So if you're taking all this time and investing into your job and your job is so demanding that it doesn't allow you a lot of time or focus on yourself, all those other eight dimensions are going to suffer. Your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, they're all going to see your environment. They're all going to suffer. You know, so, yeah, you know, your job can create a major barrier for your um, self-care. But I will say this. There are a lot of organizations now, like the federal government and different, you know, um, private companies who are making time or allow time for you to actually engage in self-care activities during work. Like, people will allow you to go see a therapist. People will allow you to go to the gym. You know, there are a lot of organizations that actually encourage more self-care because they see the value in it. They know that if you're a healthier individual based off the self-care that you're getting, then you can give more to your job or at least what's needed for the job to get done well you know if you're if you're not engaging in the proper self-care and you start to fail emotionally mentally physically it's going to impact your company in some way or another it's going to impact your occupation your job in one way or another so a lot of companies see the value in you taking care better care of yourself because ultimately going to benefit them Right, I agree with that. So yeah. there are yeah, right. there are organizations who are removing the barrier to self care. So you know, they point. want yeah. better work life balance for you because it actually yeah. makes you a better employee. Right, you know, right. which is logical. No, a good point. You know, so yeah. if you're not, if you're in a, if you're in an occupation that is very driven, very demanding, and they're not really promoting that self care, trust me, there are other organizations out there who pro- even within that same industry. For, even yeah, for lawyers, you know what I'm saying? Of Who course, may yeah. be more um, you know, uh, recognizing the importance of that self care. So yeah. you can always find somewhere else. Definitely. So so that's that's one thing. You also talked about earlier um how people in your family can be so demanding.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. and
0: they can create a major barrier for your self care. You yeah. know, if you have and maybe not even intentionally. Right. Maybe not even intentionally. I mean, there's so many different um, ways that you can look at how families are are functioning. So yeah. whether you're taking care of your children, where you're taking whether you're taking care of your parents, whether you ha- may have a a spouse who has um, different um, disabilities that you have to work right. with, right. there are maybe a lot of right. unintentional reasons why people are so demanding of your time. Right. You know. But then right. that gets back into the boundaries that Doctor John said. You yeah. know. Yeah, you have to take care of them, but you shouldn't be so all consumed with taking care of these people that you can't find that time for yourself. So those are are unintentional boundaries. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead. Unintentional um, barriers to your self-care. But then you have those people who are intentionally blocking your self-care. Going back to what Dr. John said earlier again, you have people who will make you feel guilty, who will make you feel guilty for going out and taking care of yourself. You want yeah. some time with your friends. You spend a lot of time at home doing things for your loved ones at home, but you need some time away, just to engage and just feel free and relax with your friends, and your mate turns around and makes you feel guilty for it. Yeah. That's a barrier to your self care. How your yeah. mate views your self care. Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah. What else? And that's a lack of respect. Oh. You know? Like, it's a lack. it's a lack of respect. But like, definitely. yeah, I mean that yeah, I mean that's that's definitely um. That's definitely a good one. Um, I also know like, you know, when you think about the eight dimensions of of wellness or self-care, you know, um, environmental is another one. And like, you know, we also got to pay attention that like, you know, everyone um okay. occupies different spaces. You know, not everyone is 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 fortunate to um live in spaces that promote uh um opportunities of self-care and wellness you know right i'm always thinking about my days of teaching poverty to undergrads and stuff like that and Mm. you know there's there's a there's a realism where some of these things based on environmental uh uh indicators where those things aren't accessible and 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 those are some unintentional barriers Mm -hmm. that Can really, um, you know, really compromise one's ability to engage in self care. So I also want to kind of throw that out there because, you know, we're talking holistic. So I just want to kind of throw that out there. Like what?
0: Because the first thing I think about is like food deserts
1: yeah you food does is really good because you need to be able to engage in eating a healthy meal right does is a really good one. Right. also if you live in a, a highly dense like um urban areas where there's not much green and right. parks parks and so bike lanes right and yeah. yeah trails yeah you, you, you know what i mean um yeah trails i mean mm-hmm. like those are all opportunities where people can engage in it so right. it's not as e- food does is a really great one i appreciate you naming that because yeah. it's it's it, it's and so that's why that's why we're having this conversation to say mm-hmm. there are things beyond some folks' control, right, in their ability to engage in self care. So that's why I always tell people, like trying to understand what the person's going through before you're like, well, just engage in self care. And I, and I tell, I always for some reason I get triggered by that because you don't know contextually what is going on exactly. and how you don't know that, and so you 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 have to be very you know very very mindful. Um, yeah. About that as well. So like, environmental what, is definitely up there.
0: Like, what do you actually have have um, access to? You no, know, do you have gyms around there? Are they affordable? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, I even mean, really, even you even, know, because you know, we're we're about to talk about some other ways to um, engage in self care. But one major one for me is, I love being in the DMV because it affords me the opportunity to go to a lot of different um, shows and, and concerts and, and art events and and plays Absolutely. and theater. And so for me and for my wife, one of the ways that we engage in self-care is by finding entertainment and enjoying entertainment. Right. But if you live in an area where there's not a lot of entertainment and not a lot of outlets like that, again, you're, you're lacking the access to um, different ways to um, maintain or manage your self-care, you know? So, so let's, let's get into that. Let's get into that. What are ways, what are some ways that we can better, take care of ourselves what are some ways that we can engage in better self-care
1: uh, i was talking to a couple uh, a couple of nights ago and one of the things that we were talking about and it was a serious conversation is believe it or not like just being still ah true which, just being still yep yep you know when people are like oh we got gyms we got yo," just being still yeah
0: yep I and, agree. It, it,
1: can, it can it allows the body to, to be like oh like this is okay. We can just relax and just be still yep. and just enjoy silence. Yep, one hundred percent. And I and I also want to kind of throw it out there. I know I know that can be hard in certain respects, but the idea of just being still is self care. Why we put our bodies through a lot of wear and tear all day, every day. Dude, let me tell you. So being still, I literally just had a conversation about this other. Day. Being still is something even myself I'm working on. It's something we should all think about and connect to self-care yep yep being still i mean and to
0: that point too i can't tell you how many people i talk to who say that you know i I really feel bad i feel guilty when i'm not doing anything i'm like being still isn't doing anything you're actively relaxing you know what i'm saying it's an activity
1: yeah it's an intentional choice yes it's very intentional. It God. takes work to be still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. That that's that's the God honest truth. That's absolutely correct. And people that's forget absolutely that. Absolutely correct. People forget
0: that. It's absolutely like, yo, you're correct. not doing I hate to say it like this, you're not doing nothing. You know, yeah. you actually you're <laughs> actually doing something. Being still is an activity, right? Yeah. And it's purposeful. Yeah. And so you shouldn't feel any guilt around being still. If anything, this is a a, a supreme self-care moment and i'm glad you brought right. that up because that's not something people typically think about in terms of self-care no. just simply being
1: no. still just being still just be still you know just for a few minutes you know I, I was i was talking to the couple i said let's even practice five minutes of stillness and work our way up to yeah. 10 15 or 20 right and let's be very clear you know um we're not stillness we're not that's not the same thing as laziness we'll save oh, that for yeah. a different yeah conversation but <laughs> that that's yeah. different that's yeah. Laziness is not worth talking about, right, um, right? But but stillness is something I'm raising it because one, I just had a conversation um, with a couple about this, but also two, it's something that gets overlooked very quickly. Yeah. When people are like, "Oh, I go to the gym," I take a what, be still. Yeah, yeah. Be still. Yeah, yeah. You know?
0: I agree, one hundred percent. That's something I teach all the time, and just in terms of that mindfulness yeah. and um, you know Correct. meditation, everything, just learning to be still. still Can't say still. enough about that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> another one that you brought up earlier that is I think key to self care is of course boundaries now we've done yep. entire episodes about right. boundaries particularly within a relationship but just to kind of reiterate some of the points you know one of the major reasons why you have to set boundaries because again people will take whatever time you offer them whatever effort whatever work that you're doing people will Step across what you know. Not even if there's no boundaries there, then they don't have to worry about it. But they'll they'll take everything you have to offer, and it's essential to create the boundary so that you can create the space for self care. Yeah. If Absolutely. you don't, if you don't have boundaries same. with your let's just talk about with your mate. You know, we're talking about relationships with your mate. If you don't have boundaries with with your mate, then the expectation is that all the time that you have is going to be dedicated towards the relationship, and that's yeah. not fair to you. That's not fair to you. So you have to create some sort of emotional boundary with them. And sometimes you have to state You have to be very explicit about it. Look at These 20 minutes when I get home is the time that I need to unwind before I engage with the rest of you guys in this household, okay? That's my self-care. You know, no, I couldn't, you know, unwind in the car because I'm dealing with traffic trying to get home. You know, so I need my 20 minutes when I get home to just cool out Before the expectation is that I become super dad or super husband, right? So you create that boundary. That is just self care. So even like Dr. John said a little while ago, it doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it can just take a moment just for you to kind of recalibrate so that you can re-engage with everybody else. So you have to be very explicit about the boundaries that you have. Otherwise you can't be mad at somebody for continuing to take that time because you did not properly set
1: the boundary. So you have to have boundaries. That's key to self-care yeah what else you got? There's nothing i, I mean mm-hmm. i think i think i think the two that we named so far i think are the critical ones that we need listeners to actually step in and lean in a little bit more right like right. people can 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 research but you can also find things within yourself mm-hmm. about what works for self-care by being still and setting boundaries to find to have that time to figure it out right. there you go right Right.
0: And we can, you know, we can sit here and list out eight billion different yeah, things. And that's why, and that's why know, I'm that's, saying we shouldn't. We don't have to we don't the, have to, the, yeah. because
1: the two that we did actually provide the space yep. and 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 the energy to go figure it out. Yep. And that tends to be the first critical barrier is i don't have the time or i'm wrapped up that's why we 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 set boundaries with folks and then we practice stillness to open our minds and hearts and souls to be able to explore hey what is it that replenishes me because we usually don't have the time to really answer those questions so, so we need boundaries and stillness in the beginning to really explore the depths of opportunities of what self-care can provide for us and what are those activities and options are as well.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Plenty of plenty of information out there for that. Absolutely. Plenty of information. Absolutely, you don't need yeah.
1: that from the kings of the
0: heart. You know the Definitely information don't. all you have to type go is go go into a search engine, type in self-care. Yeah. Eight billion different ideas on self care are gonna pop you. up. All right. I'm telling you. Yeah. Right. So anyway, we have to wrap up the show. And at the end of every show, what we like to do is do our noble truths. Now, what are some highlights and bullet points from today's discussion that we really want you to take away um, today when you get done listening? So, Dr. John, what are a couple of your noble truths for
1: this week? I think the first one is explore what are the individual and Systemic barriers to your self care, right? And then also think about um, the two uh, uh, prominent uh, ways or or mechanisms to to get to a place where you can engage in self care that we listed, and that's that's setting boundaries and practicing stillness. I yeah. mean, like those those are the two things that I really want to um, you know underscore to our audience that's listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. those two right there. Yeah. What about you?
0: I would say my noble truths for this week are first of all becoming aware of the importance and we talked about that becoming aware of the importance of self-care and learning to value self-care you know i think it's keenly tied to your sense of self-worth your self-esteem your self-being to understand the value of self-care if you're not engaging in self-care you are definitely showing that this feels so judgmental this feels so critical but i believe that if you're not actually engaging in self-care you're not showing that you really value yourself, right? You value others and the, the needs of others over yourself. You have to find the value in taking care of yourself. That's essential. Um, I will say my second self um, noble truth would be getting over the guilt.
1: You yeah. know,
0: don't be no. consumed by guilt when you decide that self care is essential. So once you find the value in self care, don't allow others, don't allow your own narratives and your own brain chemistry to tell you that you're wrong for taking that time. You're not. It's essential for your overall sense of well-being that you actually take that time for yourself. So you have to engage in that self-care. Find the value. And look, it. don't feel guilty about it. It is okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in which way. Dr. John, again, it has been a wonderful conversation with you. Yep. You know, I'm glad we had this time together. I feel like Absolutely. I feel like I feel like we need like a theme song to sing uh, as we get <laughs> off of here today. But man, but um, but yeah, man, look it, you know,
1: had a good time and. Always, always, man, it's, it's 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 great. It's great, and um, like we always tell folks, you know, um, come check us out at you know the dot com. We have a really exciting you know year ahead of us, and so please follow us on, on all social media um, platforms. Listen to our podcast; we're accessible and so on so many different platforms. Sure. We appreciate the feedback. Shoot us an email, text anything like that. You know, um, give us a call, show some love, but also give us any other ideas that you think um, you'd like to hear about as well. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just want to kind of put it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Definitely. You can find all our information on our website, kings yes. Any, yep. any way to contact us, whether it's through yep. social media or directly through the website. Um, and of course you can find me on Tyreek or insight insight MFT.com um, for my private practice and also on social media as Tyreek That's who I am. So, anyway, Dr. John, good to see you, bro.
1: Can't wait to do this again next week. As always, man. Yes, sir. It's always fun, always for the people. So, I'm always excited about it, man. Indeed, Indeed. Great, great show, bro. Always good seeing you. All right,
0: man. All right. Listen, you guys take care, and we'll see you next time on Kings of the Heart. Peace.